Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm really excited for today's podcast guest because we're going to talk about the importance of power partners. And this was something that I I didn't even realize I was doing when I first started my business. But now that I have met our podcast guest, I strategically go out and try and find these power partners, see how we, the shirt I'm wearing today, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, it says collaboration over competition. It's so perfect that I wore this shirt for today's guest because it's right in line with, with what he practices, what he preaches. Today's guest is a very dear friend. We actually met at a conference and got to know each other better through another podcast, the NFT 365 podcast. Today's guest is very active in the Web3 space and NFTs, and we have a very common interest in, you know, this whole new phase of the internet. But his day job right now, Jordash Johnson is my guest today. And Jordash is a power partner expert. He's also a digital growth strategist and an international speaker. He helps impact driven entrepreneurs and CEOs scale their businesses by increasing their visibility, impact and revenue through meaningful connections innovative technologies, and principle-based systems. He has a proven fit framework, which he's. I've actually had the opportunity to sit on a masterclass, this framework. It's called the Friends Method. And this method combines Jordash's extensive experience as a growth strategist, business coach, and a mentor with his experience in building relationships and utilizing technology to drive growth. Jordash, Thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. KD, what is going on? I'm so excited to be here. So excited to serve you, your audience, and we're going to have an amazing conversation today. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, we met at a social media conference and then got to yeah. know each other at, and we were both speaking at Social Media Week Lima. And uh, we just continued the conversation. We now have both helped uh, Brian Fanzo with his NFT 365 podcast. Before yes. I hit record here, we were talking about some NFT projects that we both were active in. Uh, but I mean, it's it's really cool to to have this conversation with you about Power Partners because I've always known you in the the Web3 space. But after sitting in on your masterclass that you gave to a, a mastermind that I'm a part of, man, that was, I knew that I needed to bring you on the podcast to share some of your, your strategies and some of your tips yeah. uh, with my, with my listeners. And we won't hold it against you. You do live in Kansas City and are a huge Chiefs fan. Um, but let's put all, you know, all football alliances aside for today yeah. and, right. you know, talk to us a little bit. So growth strategist, you know, yeah. technology, uh, growth strategist, business coach. How did you get involved in this coaching and mentoring space? 
Great question. Great question. So, um, I, I say my, my official entrepreneurial journey started 11 years ago. Um, you know, prior to that, we always had, you know, I feel like everybody like my age had side hustles all throughout high school, growing up, yada, yada, yada right? So we, we won't go that far back. But, um, you know, I've always been, it really started when I was in college. I got very, very interested in business. I was an accounting major, finance major. That's really when I started reading was in college, right? Like I started reading books that was not, that were not required for school. So I'm reading every business book I can get my hands on and really start understanding things from a, a high level st- like uh, 30,000 foot view side of things, right? Because I knew at some point I wanted to own my own business. But at that point, I had this false mindset of I had to go down this like corporate path to get all this experience before I was, you know, capable of starting my own business, right? We know in today's world, that's so not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say that because, you know, after I went to, I, I, I left corporate back in 2011, 2012 timeframe, went back, got my master's degree in technology commercialization. And from there, I met two of my co-founders. Um, I was a co-founder of a SaaS startup then. Um, so we had about a three-year run running a SaaS um, company. That was a whole, you know, the VC route. We thought we were trying to go build the next unicorn, the billion dollar company, um, you know, and, and it's, I look back at that time. And it's funny to think about this as I look back at the lens that I have now when it comes to business. But, you know, something I was very good at then was building partnerships. Like we had relationships with IBM. We had partnerships with Amazon. We had, I mean, I mean, every startup type of venture, like we were just building good relationships and partnerships that was really propelling us at that. And I didn't, you know, I was naive. That was not like a thought of the time. I say all that because from there, I really started my agency. After I left the startup, I, I started my agency at that point in time. And, you know, when I say agency, it was really a freelancer. I was, I was a glorified freelancer at that point in time. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and I, I told myself because one thing that we weren't good at um, at the startup was I had two, two of my co-founders were um, one was a coder and one was an engineer. Right. And so, like, we were not good at marketing. I look back and I'm like, oh, you're we actually horrible at marketing. <laughs> I didn't have because I didn't have like everything that I knew of marketing at that point in time was stuff I just learned on the fly. Right. So I, there was no formal back. There was nothing, no experience to back that up. And so when I remember. When I'm, I remember this specifically. I, I drove to a Starbucks. I was in Austin, Texas at the time. Drove to Starbucks, met one of my co-founders, and I was at that point in time. I was like, "Hey, man, like, I'm done. Like, I got, I got to move on, right? Like, there's this, this isn't working anymore." And he understood. He's like, "I'm surprised you lasted this long." Um, in <laughs> my other, because things were just not working out, and we weren't taking paychecks. We weren't making much money. We were just like grinding, grinding, grinding. And I remember when I left that Starbucks. I remember getting in my car, driving back on Parma Road, back to my house. And I remember telling myself, never, ever, ever will I ever be in a position where there was a product fit and we were solving a legitimate problem, but we just didn't know how to market. So I committed myself at that point in time, I'm going to learn how to market. I'm going to learn what the hell a marketer does and how to do this right and, and actually understand. Because all like I said, all my experience was from academia at that point in time, right? What I learned in grad school and, and, and business school, there was no real world application. And so from that point in time, that's when I was like, well, crap, I need to start making some money. And so at that point, and this is 20, you know, 2013 timeframe. And so at that point in time, it was like, hey, Let's learn how to build websites. So I learned WordPress and I'm learning this. And then from there, we're learning Facebook ads and we're learning Google. And so like over the years, I'll just say like up until probably 2018 timeframe, 2017 timeframe, it was just, hey, what do you need help with? 
I'm going to go learn it and I'm going to go get you results. And it was just all about, if I, once I understood it didn't matter how, how long I knew something, it was matter. Can I get the results? That's all that mattered. So from there, I was finding people to pay me to get results for them. And I'm learning their, I always told myself they're paying me to learn skills. So like over that period, it was this learning skill set, skill set, skill sets. And I'm a firm believer that it can, you can spend a few thousand dollars or get paid in my sense to learn million dollar skills. That's mm-hmm. if you can learn how to build skills that people that are solving big enough problems, people will pay you a lot of money to solve those problems for you. And so that's really what kind of expanded my knowledge of the online space, of the marketing space, of the digital space was just becoming a learning, figuring out what problems people had and learning how to solve them. And then from there, we really I, I brought a partner on in 2018 time frame and then we really started or 17 and we really started scaling the agency. And that's when we were really just focused on helping launch and or launch and scale um, launches for online entrepreneurs. So we were getting our hands on on almost I always say like the first the full cycle of marketing from pre-launch to during the launch to post-launch to upsells to funnels to downsells to email marketing and running ads, yada, yada, yada. We were kind of uh, kind of a, a, a one size fits all for a launch to help you scale your launches. And so that's what really catapulted me up into understanding how to grow businesses because we were working with, you know, high six figure, low seven and multiple seven figure businesses, getting behind the scenes, them understanding how did things scale at that level. And then, you know, I had my son. I didn't have my son. My (laughs) wife had my son. Um, I was a part of that and I took a month off. And Mm -hmm. um, at that time, when I took that month off, I was like, you know, we, we, we had the clients, we were, we're running, we were running pretty smooth, but then there was just something there. Like as I was getting closer to the time for me to jump back into the, I jump back into the game, I call it. Um, there was just that friction, I would call it, meaning I just wasn't excited to get back into that grind. Because if you got to think about this, when we were, our clients were dealing with launches. So us as the agency, we were in perpetual launch mode every single but or client or whatever, everything will. And if you if you've ever launched, it can be stressful, especially if you're dealing with you know six figure ad spends and making sure leads are coming in. And the Facebook iOS 14 was around that time, and so all this stuff was happening. And it was finally like, yeah, this ain't for me no more, right? But I say that. So I, I bought my partner out. We kept clients, but I say all that because around that time was really when I started to understand how powerful relationships were in business because when we grew our agency, I would say nine, and I'm not even, I'm not even joking. When I say 98% of our clients was from, I, I can always pin it back to either an introduction somebody gave me or a relationship that I met. And I, I, and I, we got very, very good at building the right relationships, turn them into partnership opportunities, turn them into clients, et cetera. And that's when I realized, whoa, there's actually a system here. And then that's kind of where we're at today. So, um, but yeah, so that I, I say that because it's 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 been a it's been a I, my wife jokes around because my wife's been with the same company since we graduated college together. Um, and my husband's back, the same way, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> she's like just doing this, and I'm like zoo, 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 the whole journey. But you know, I don't like that's what I prefer because I've just I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner, so I've learned so much, I've learned so many skills, and I've met such amazing people along this journey. And if my journey was just straight, that's why I left corporate because it just wasn't um, it wasn't engaging for me enough for you know who I am and what I'm about. So well, and and I want to talk too about what you said with 
power partners, because I think that a lot of times it does get misconstrued with networking. And when I was in corporate, and I say this on the podcast often, like I, when I was in corporate, I was like, why would somebody want to go talk about work after work? That sounds horrible. Um, but this, this is one of your core principles is to ensure that entrepreneurs actually stop networking. You're yes. saying stop, stop the networking. And this is one of the things where I've, you know, I found amazing relationships. I mean, that's why I have my office here. I'm at a co-working space. And the reason I have it is so that I can network and they have networking events every Wednesday. But you're saying entrepreneurs need to stop networking and start building relationships because those are, and it's so true. Those are two very different things. Very different things. It's funny when, like, when you hear the word networking, it's such a supercharged word because people usually cringe <laughs> or they're like, oh, I don't, like, I hate networking. I had one guy tell me, I hate networking. I'm like, great, me too. So tell me about your business, right? So it's just like, like, because yeah. I, and I, and I, I say that jokingly because networking, most people's perception of the word networking is, Though it's either the speed dating kind of networking or they're going to get sold to or or somebody's about to pitch them or they've gone to these things where it's that one person who's been handing out cards to everybody in the room. It's like an insurance person. There's always have this negative connotation of networking. And I don't like networking either. I think it's, it just, it's, I don't like forced. I don't like to be forced into having a conversation with somebody or forced into, trying to even appease somebody that either I'm not interested in or they're not interesting um, in me, right? So I say, when I say stop networking, I mean, when we actually focus on the human, right? We're not, because networking is usually, there's a goal there, right? There's like, I'm here to network to generate more business or to get more visibility or whatever that intention is behind the networking. Not saying it's bad, but in today's world, it's people see through that so quickly and clearly. And so when we take a step back and say, okay, yes, if I want to, if I want to get more visibility or I want more referrals or whatever that end goal is that you, whatever you want in your business and you're like, oh, I got a network to do that. Yes. That's one way to think about this. Or you can say, okay, well, what's actually going to allow me to get what I want? which is a human, right? I need a human to actually make a referral for me or to give me an introduction or to become a client of mine. So if I can just focus on understanding that person on a human level, not worry about what my end goal is, but just understand, hey, I just want to learn more about you. I just want to start building a relationship with you. And a relationship I mean is based on curiosity. All that means is if I just want to learn more about you to the point of uncovering a problem that either I can help you solve or I know somebody can help you solve, there's more than likely that you're going to want to eventually help me when I'm in need at some point in time. It's that reciprocity factor, right? And so I don't, when I, and and Katie, this is how we met, right? Like Mm -hmm. like Brian Fanzo, like our, our mutual friend, right? Like I didn't go into getting to know Brian so I could or we're both, you know, guests or co-hosts on his podcast. That was not my goal to yeah. be able to go be a, a co-host with Brian on his podcast. Shoot, I didn't even know he had a podcast. The first time I met him was at Social Media Marketing World, right? That was the first time in March where we where we connected, right? But it was like, I'm like, man, I was in this guy's session. I was like, man, this dude, I like what this dude has to say. Like, he's interesting. Like, his, he had, like I just want to hang out with him. Like, I just want to be friends with this guy. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I need somebody. I need. I would. I want somebody like that in my world, right? Not saying he ever has to interact with me. Not saying that 
he's, we're going to be best friends, but it's like, hey, I just want to follow him on social media. I want to hear what he has to say. I like what he has to say because I'm curious about this Web3 stuff, the NFT stuff that he was talking about. And so through curiosity, you start finding opportunities to start building or adding value to those people's lives, which then strengthens a relationship. So that's where a lot of people get mistake of or make the mistake of, I'm just trying to network to get something versus if I just focus on building a relationship, one relationship every single day or strengthening a relationship every single day, which can take less than 60 seconds if you mm-hmm. actually break it down. And if you do that consistently, you're going to have a whole bunch of opportunities or people out there that are looking to help you out as well, whether yeah. you're and without you even having to ask for anything. Right. Like and I, I put a post on my Facebook the other day. One of my most favorite activities every week is referring amazing humans I know in my world, right? It's like, Katie, I know you're amazing at social media. If I have somebody come across it, I need help with social media. I'm like, look, I got the perfect person you need to talk to. You need to go talk to Katie. What does that do? That solves their problem. That gives you value, right? I, If you guys go do amazing things, I just help can basically create that genesis of y'all's relationship. You guys mm-hmm. are not going to forget who introduced you guys if you guys do amazing things, but I'm not in it for me. That's just a byproduct, right? But if you can do this, the keywords consistently, and this is where a lot of people make that mistake of, I'm just networking or I'm just trying to do something when I need something. And there's that old saying, you know, don't dig a, or don't pull from the well until you're ready, until you dig it, right? Or I don't remember what the saying is, but it's basically start serving people and start basically interacting with people and start building a relationship with people before you ever want to ask for anything or whether you mm-hmm. need anything. And that's where, like I said, people don't look at, Building relationships, and we'll talk about power partnerships here in a few minutes, but just building relationships is a foundational growth principle in your business. Because if you think about this, and I I say this in one of my keynotes, this isn't anything brand new that I'm talking about here. Right, like zero. Like this isn't nothing. Like this isn't like Jordash had this download from the from the universe. It's like, oh my gosh, here's this brand new spanking, a crazy new business growth strategy. No, like Dale Carnegie, 1934, like how to like this, this, this is the same principles that we're talking about. And that's why we know it's a principle because the mm-hmm. same things that they were talking about almost a, de- a century ago is still applicable today with, we have the internet, we have social media, all these tech tools and, and strategies that we have now, but this specific principle still works in business. Mm-hmm. We know that it, it doesn't, that's, that's why it's a principle, not a strategy or a tactic. And when you can focus and building your business on a principles, You've just simplified your business and the growth of your business tenfold because now it doesn't matter what all the stuff around you are out there in the tech world or the internet world or the social world, all the things that are changing all the time. You just need to learn how to adapt a principle to those times versus finding a whole new strategy or a whole new tactic or a whole new way to get visibility in your business versus relying on principles that don't change. And that's a very empowering place to be as an entrepreneur when you have more control of the growth of your business. The Creator Economy Expo CEX 2023 is back. It's for content creators and entrepreneurs that are interested in building and growing their content-first businesses without relying on social platforms. Join over 500 bloggers, podcasters, authors. It is the event for learning and networking for content creators. It's this May 1st through 3rd, 2023 in Cleveland, Ohio. 
And there's going to be 10 amazing keynote speakers over 30 in-depth breakout sessions. Some of the speakers that are going to be there are Anne Hanley, Jay Klaus, Wave Wild, Brian Fanzo. It is going to be the event. And as a special offer, you can get $100 off using my coupon code, Katie 100. So head over to cex.events to register today. Katie 100, save that hundred bucks and we'll see you at CEX. Well, and you mentioned why, you know, power partners and there's, they're so important for, for your business. I mean, and it, especially in the online space, um, you know, with, with so much happening through a computer screen now and through DMS, you can have amazing power partners that you've never met in real life. And let's just talk about why power partners are so important and how they're different than just networking. Great question. Great question. So you hit, you hit the, uh, the nail on the head there is because in this online space that we're, that we're in right now in the way that we do business into in 2023 that we're in right now, it's so funny to realize, like, and you sometimes you have to take a step back. Like, I, I go to, we both go to a lot of conferences, right? We speak on stages, we attend a lot of conferences. When I like go to a conference and I meet somebody, we call it IRL in real life for the first <laughs> yeah. time, and I'm like, yo, I feel like I've known you for a year because I have right. known you for a year, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we've been we've been on Zoom, we we like we've already established rapport and relationship, but this is just the first time physically that we're meeting, and it's always interesting to think like that's the world we live in versus you know. 10 years ago, this wouldn't happen. Shoot, four years ago before the pandemic, there was Zoom was not a verb. Right now, Zoom's a verb. Like now people are actually <laughs> comfortable with being on, on video and stuff like that. So now talking about power partners, you know, the way that I define a power partner is it is an individual in the world that is out there to help you, whether get more visibility, get you a referral or help you sell your offer in some form or fashion, right? So that, and and a lot of people make the mistake of when I talk about power partnerships, they go straight to a JV, right? And a joint venture, right? Or a, a, a rev share, a revenue share kind of partnership, right? That's one type of power partnership that you can establish, right? There's other ones, right? There's, you know, being a guest on somebody's show or having them be a guest on your show. That is a collaboration. So like when you're, everybody, like one of the things I always say is everybody that you talk to, I don't care if they're in the Starbucks line. I don't care if they're sitting next to you at a conference. I don't care if they're on the airplane next to you. They are typically going to fall into one of three buckets, have the potential to. They can be a connector for you. They can connect you with somebody. They can be a collaborator with you, which is kind of what I was just talking about. Or they can be a client of yours or a customer of yours, right? So like when you think of those three C's, you're like, wow, just because somebody may not be my ideal client or my ideal customer, but they have a hundred people that they're connected to that there's probably somebody in that group that they could be either be a collaborator with you or a customer of yours. They're a connector. And that's why, like, when you can realize that everybody has the opportunity that you interact with to be a connector, that is, that could be a power partner, right? Because a power partner is somebody that can get you connected with somebody that they, that you want to get um, in your business in some form or fashion. So when I look at power partnerships, we talk about there's, this concept of relationship currency, I won't go too in depth with this, but um, we talk about uh, the withdrawal, meaning the ask, what am I going to get from a relationship, right? And that's where we kind of talk about what is what can a power partnership lead to? And it can lead to, we have basically seven different types of them, but it's be your guest, be their guest, be in, uh, doing list swaps. There's like seven different types of value that can be added to your business from a power partner. And, and, and so when you focus on or cultivating enough of these relationships, 
they're going to amplify your ability to be visible in front of your dream customer. And I would actually argue more effective than a, a, a paid ad or even or a social post because there's going to be built in trust, rapport, know, and likeness from the person that's connecting you with their audience. So that's where power partners are so important is because they, they short circuit the ability for you to build know, like, and trust with audience or, or uh, potential dream clients or customers. And the power on top of that is they connect you with a whole bunch of other people. And so it's not like it's a one and done thing. It's not like I'd run a Facebook ad. Then once that ad, excuse me, runs its course, I got to come up with a new ad. No, once you establish a relationship, if you do it right, that's going to be a relationship for a long time. That's going to continue to pay dividends to both parties involved in that relationship. So you're really compounding your ability, the more relationships you build and the more authentic ones that are actually deeper, not transactional based, but actually you care about the human in that relationship, that's what's going to allow you to establish a lot of growth opportunity in your business. And I'll give you a, a perfect example. This was um, back in 20, this was right before the kind of the world shut down. Um, that year before 2019, I established a good relationship with a, a woman um, that runs a, that ran an amazing program. And in that, in that, during that time, I was just serving her group. Like I was part of the group. I wasn't part of the team. I was just an audience member, but I was like, there's amazing community members in here. I love what you're doing. Like, I'm just here to serve. If you have, if there's anything that I can offer this group of value, let's do it. So I'm just helping Helping the Facebook group, helping in the in the Slack group, et cetera, answering questions, whatever. Not expecting anything, just serving. We we grew up, we we established a, a, a solid relationship, right? Because that was a need I saw she needed in her group. It was like there was a lot of questions. There were a lot of people relying on her to answer. I'm like, no, no, I'm like there's a lot of smart people in here. Let's start serving each other in this space, right? But from that, like we built a relationship, we had good things. But at some point in time, out the blue, she calls me one day. She's like, hey, Jordash. She's like, I got to go speak at Traffic and Conversions, which, if you know, is a pretty big conference in our space. She's like, I was like, oh, congratulations. So happy for you. Excited. She's like, well, here's the problem. She's like, I'm actually double booked now. She's like, I need to actually, I was supposed to go speak at this thing called All Things Facebook and Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, about chatbots. And this we were, we were talking about. This is one of the things we were doing the agency at the time. She's like, would you be interested in taking my spot? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, where is it? She's like, it's in Athens, Greece. And I'm like, well, gosh, dang it. Okay. Of course I'm, I'm excited to go to Athens, Greece, right? Like, it's like, yo, like, let me go to Athens, Greece. Let's go. Right. Like, and of course I'm, I'm there to go serve. Right. So it's like, but what, what the funny thing about that is that opportunity would have never existed if we didn't already have a relationship. Right. If we didn't already have that no like and trust factor and then like I because we realize when she recommends me to go speak on a stage, her reputation's on the line. Mm-hmm. Right. Her rep- her reputation's on the line. That means I got to go perform and I got to go execute because if not, it's going to look bad on her. So I'm not looking at pressure from me, but I'm like, OK, great. She would not have recommended me if she didn't trust me at that level. And that trust was established from us being having a human connection, not worrying about how we're actually going to do business. But here's the crazy thing. So I go to this event and I'm looking or I'm getting ready to go to this event. I'm looking at the, the other speakers and I'm like, oh, hell, Jordash, like, what did you get yourself into? Like, I'm talking like the VP of McDonald's UK. I'm talking like a <laughs> VP of the CMO of L'Oreal. And I'm like, here's Jordash Johnson, a little little agency owner here in Houston, Texas, coming over to, <laughs> you know, coming over to, to Athens to speak. 
But here's the great thing is, you know, I, I, I was like, I, I handled my business. I, you know, I served on the stage. I gave all the value. I led a workshop while I was there. I got amazing feedback, um, all that good stuff. I got some of my biggest clients from that stage. And I look back now and I say, so you sit here and you start tracing this back. I wouldn't have got those clients if I wasn't on that stage. I wouldn't got on that stage if I didn't have a relationship with the person who gave me the introduction. And so that's when I start, when I started realizing it's like, okay, if I just focus on the things that I can control, which is serving people and building relationships with people, a whole bunch of opportunities are going to open up that I don't even know exist yet. I didn't know this opportunity of speaking existed. So when I stopped worrying about what is that partnership going to look like? What is that power partnership going to look like? And I'm like, I don't care about that. That will figure itself out. I'm just going to focus on knowing this person as a human, figuring out how I can serve them, help them with their needs and just be a good human. When I can focus on that, all the other stuff is going to take care of itself. And so when I realized this is, I could do this over and over and over again, I was like, why do I got to go post on Facebook again? No, I'm just joking. But I say that because, <laughs> but because it, this, that's the power of this is like, now you just have, you're building your network. Now I'm not saying networking, but you're building your network of people. And what, how, what's cool about that is it's, I call it that snowball effect because mm-hmm. the more people that I build a relationship with, then with the new people that I'm trying to build a relationship with that I'm like, Oh, what are, what are you struggling with? Well, I got a, a whole bunch of people now that I can connect them with that already trust me. And I trust them that I'm like, Oh, you need somebody. And this is what I call my friends. Well, cause I, I had somebody shoot me a text today. It's like, Hey, Jordan, do you know anybody that runs Facebook ads in a local business? I'm like, give me one second. Looked at my, my list of friends and my friends vault. And I'm like, yeah, here's three people that I would highly recommend you talk to. Right. That's being a connector. Right. And so like people come to me now to get connected with people because they know that I have a good network of people. You can do the exact same thing. There is there was no there's no certificate. There's no freaking marshal of the Internet that says, oh, oh, you got to do all this before you can start building relationships. No, like you can start doing this today and and just be a good human and don't expect anything in return. That's why I have to do a lot of coaching on this because like, oh, my gosh, they never respond to me. Well, So don't worry about that. I only worry about the things you got to control. How many messages have you not responded to? You look at my text messages. I got 79 unread text messages right now. I just looked for it. And I'm like, sorry, like I'll get to you when I get a chance. So I don't take things personal. It's just if when you can worry about what you have control over and just serve, amazing things will happen. And that's just one story. I can, you know, I can tell you so many other stories about growth opportunities that have happened just because I learned how to build these authentic relationships with people, not expecting anything in return. Well, it's a give first mentality. It's a collaboration mentality. And it's a mentality of we all grow when we all grow together. Um, so yes. I I absolutely love that, Jordash. And it's something that I've really tried to pay more, um, not, not, not more attention to, but prioritize more in my week of building out these relationships, not for anything in, in return, but just right. to to have the the opportunity to say like, Hey, in a room full of people, I will say your name and I hope that you'll do the same for me. Um, right. but how can we support each other? How can, you know, I'm happy to do this for you. How can I help lift you up? So this was awesome, Jordash. Um, I know that you have a couple different groups, uh, like for a group, group masterminds and stuff, you know, if people want to connect with you or learn more about you or the friends method, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Great question. So um, there's two two places that you can do this. Um, you can go to jordash.live forward slash Katie. 
K A I T I or K A T I E, excuse me. I can't even spell. Um, so you can go to there. Um, you can generally, you'll be able to get on my email list. There'll be a training there for you as well. Um, you can learn more about the friends method and this, this methodology. Cause this, one of the things we didn't really talk about, but like there's a way you can systemize this, right? I'm a big systems person because when you can systemize things, it can get, uh, it can be repeatable and you get consistent results. And so there's a way to systemize building authentic relationships. We're not just talking about automation and spamming and DMing and all the craziness that people are out there right now, but it's a way to systemize who should you be prioritizing building a relationship with? How do you do this? How do you go through? And we could, that's the whole methodology there. So you can go there and do that. Or the other thing is my DMs are open. Now, don't DM me, tell me to go join one of your groups or go do all this craziness that people out there in these streets and the DMs. <laughs> but if you have a question, find me on Instagram, Jordan, at Jordash Johnson, or find me on Facebook. Shoot me a DM, ask your question. I will respond and I will answer your questions. I'm like, I'm totally open book to that. So um, either one is great. Um, but like I said, I just recommend you get on my email list. We put some good stuff out there as well. Um, and that's where um, you're going to continue to do something. But you know, one thing, Katie, I just want to mention real quick before we, before we pop off here, something you just said briefly was super important. I just want to make sure um, your audience captures that was, you prioritized your time, right? You're blocking time on your calendar for this mm-hmm. because when you prioritize, because it's not going to happen naturally. We're all no. business owners. Yeah. There's there's 17,000 other things that we should be doing or somebody's telling us that we should be doing. But when you just block off two minutes a day, three minutes a day, five minutes a day, or whatever that frequency is, I always, I always equivalent to working out, right? If you've never worked out before, if you've never done this before, don't go do two 45-minute workouts in a day. Like, don't do that. That's not going to last, right? But if you're saying, hey, I'm just going to walk down the block and back today, that's all I'm going to do, great. Do that for seven days. And then next week, walk around the block, right? So like start small. And so when you say once a week, block it off in your calendar, say, hey, I'm going to intentionally find somebody that I should start building a relationship with. Start, I should start engaging with their content. I should start adding value to their conversation. And that's as simple as it can begin. And that's how a lot of my relationships start is just, we all have access to social media. Mm-hmm. Start them there. And it's so easy to stand out from the people that are trying to get something from them, right? We're not trying to get anything from them. We are legitimately being curious about that person and figuring out what's that way I can serve them, right? What is, the, what is, and this is what we talk about superpowers and all that other stuff, but like that is, that is the easiest way to get started is block off just a small chunk of time on your calendar and stick with it. And it's building yeah. that, that curiosity discipline factor. And I promise you, if you do that enough, you're going to start seeing results in this and you'll be like, dang, that dude, Jordash actually knows what he's talking about. And like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I do. Don't tell well, my wife that. You do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> You do know what you're talking about, Jordash, so you can feel free to clip that and then just like carry it around on your phone. Uh, (laughs) Go to jordash.live slash Katie to get all of the goodies from Jordash and learn more about the friends method, learn more about the power partners, because exactly like what Jordash said, I've blocked out time in my calendar to sit and engage with people that I want to have that relationship with. And it's, it's already starting to show results for me. So Jordash, thank you again so much for being a guest on Rocky Mountain Marketing. I so appreciate you and all of your insights on Power Partners. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, everyone. We'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. 
And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.